Blog Talk Radio. Amen. Whew. All right. So I got to hurry on. Um, I, I was told I was muted. I don't know how long I was muted, but let's go over it again just to be careful. I'm going to go turbo speed today, so make sure you download this teaching, hey, man, because we got to get it out, out and released, amen. Manhood understood is found in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21, where Jesus said, um, and particularly we're emphasizing verse 18, therefore by the, uh, well, verse 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more which they receive the abundance of grace as a gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Amen. So our goal is to establish ourselves as being men of God. I've entitled this lesson, Manhood Understood. You can mark down Romans 5, verses 12 through 21, read it on your own time. The purpose, goal, and objective is to be empowered to the upward life. God has called and commissioned us and clarified our calling to be commissioned to be lifted up. We shall reign in life by Jesus Christ to establish a basis for us to exist as men of God and then to equip men to be led by the Spirit of God. And if we are empowered and established and equipped, we will be men. We will be men. God is challenging men today to not just exist in um, what is perceived as men by the world, but but be um, perceived as men of God established in righteousness and integrity. Amen. Uh, there are things that uh, five things that manhood forces us to face, and that is first of all our masculinity, our sexual identity, our maturity, our spiritual capacity, our methodology, our state of existence, our mentality, our soul state, our mistakes, our setbacks and setups to purpose, and, and in that. The, the enemy will try to distort the, our masculinity, our maturity, our methodology to control our mentality and keep us in perpetual mistakes. But if by one man offenses were brought to death, by one man we are able to obtain the grace of God to find the justification to live right and to be right and to do right. God has empowered us through his son, Jesus Christ. And through that empowerment, we can prevent stunts of growth in our manhood. There are three things that the enemy tries to st- uh, try that uses to stun our growth. Number one, the lust of the flesh. Number two, the lust of the eye. And number three, a life filled with pride. Keep us in pride. Keep us in lust. Keep us in, in, in living after lust. And we'll, we'll stun our growth. But the devil is a liar. We do have power. I want to give you commentary on this particular book, the book of Romans. I want to charge you to read the entire book. The Bible says that God had given them over to lasciviousness because of the vanity of their mind. The mentality is the, the, the thing that shapes our manhood. If he got your mind, he got your method. If he got your method, he got your motive. If he got your motive, he got you. And the enemy would love to destroy you as a man. But I'm charging you today to man up. But in order to man up, you've got to understand what it means to be a man. 
we see only three examples in the scriptures where God had established manhood. And he told us to reflect our lives based on three men in the scripture. First, I was going to give you a whole bunch of examples, such as Samson, Solomon, uh, Samuel, all of those men who followed after their own uh, intuitions and got into slavery. And the only thing that would 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 have uh, caused them to be avoided from slavery and satanic attack was them surrendering to the Lord Jesus, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, not only to the Lord Jesus Christ, but surrendering to God the Father. Their all. We don't have to go through that. Uh, often we we are so sin conscious and so focused on sin that we cannot teach people how to live according to righteousness. So the Book of Romans charges us with the establishment of salvation and Christianity, so that we as men of God can learn how to be justified through faith. The justification through faith can only be seen in the life of Abraham and in the life of the last Adam. So the three major figures compared in the book of Romans is the first Adam, in which all die because they have they have been sold unto sin through subverting to the truth, through suggestions of satanic, satanic and erroneous belief systems, and the call of salvation through the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, who enables us to live the Christian life through his spirit. And then also Abraham, who depicts a man encountering the Lord. And the resolve is his belief in God translated him to be justified, to be made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And through that pattern of him being an earthly man in that example, we can follow Abraham and establish man believing God, man coming under mistakes, but man maturing, and when he maturing, becoming a, a, a man of an example to where faith could be produced in his life. So there are three, uh, there are five things that happen when a man encounters God in life. Number one, he is purged from his sin nature. Number two, he is purified to righteousness. Number three, he has purpose to achieve God's will. Number four, he's productive in the word works of God. He's productive in the works of God. And then fifthly, he prioritizes ministering to the next generation. And that's what I'm doing in this. Do you understand what it really means to be a man? Not only a man, but a man of God. If by one man death entered into the world, by one man, the free gift of righteousness has been given for us to reign in life through faith. So there are three things that, that, that are done to demonically distort the development of manhood in the lives of Christians. Number one is preoccupation with, with uh, dimensions of, uh, dimensions, uh, diversions of indulgence, you know, trite selfish ambitions, targeted distractions, time-wasting tactics, Training gaps in life lessons. Keep them ignorant. Keep them wasting their time. Keep them targeted as, as agenda stereotypes. Secondly, procrastination of, of, of attaining divine predestination in life and legacy. Take them a long time to find out who they are. You know, these are demonic attacks. Transmitting stereotypical divisive um, device of development tactics to keep you doing certain things, um, certain ways so you can have certain outcomes. Media, propaganda, uh, you know, everybody want to be a rapper, everyone want to be a, 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 
uh, a basketball player. Keep them in sports, working for the man instead of being the man. Target targeted less goals in development. So get them distracted the way they don't have a plan for life. And that's what's happening. We have not trained on what it means to have a process for living godly. And as a result, we have godless men in this generation. Well, today we're going to change that. We're going to talk about understanding what it means to be a man. God has a timetable on our lives. The Bible says, teach us to number our days and apply our hearts unto wisdom. God has expected and demanded of us to understand the times that be. And when we understand the times that be, we can be ordained to live godly. So I'm going to give you the stages of development um, in, in, five, in five phases. Number one is ages 1 through 13, the development stage, which is establishing disciplines and directives in life. If I can destroy your discipline, if I can destroy your direction through, from the ages of 1 to 13, I can destroy you as a man. That's why he attacks children from the beginning. Don't teach them, you know, get, uh, eradicate the father figure. Uh, um, teach the, have the women teaching men how to be men, which can't be done. Um, because a, a, a man must see other men. I'll talk about that in the next lesson. I'm, uh, you know, I know some people don't like that, but that's the truth. Stage one is the development. Then stage two is 13 to 25, the equipping stage or the deprogramming stage, equipping to serve the generation that they're in. You know, that that's a big area, 13 to 25. Keep them void. You know, make them overly sexual. Let them pervert the generation by producing children before their time. Let them pervert it by not getting into uh, education, employment, initiatives of um, through exploits and excellence. Keep them distracted. The, 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 the deprogramming stage is when we should be deprogramming ourselves from the world. We'll be deprogrammed, too, from the things of God. Um, in the ages of 13 through 25, and then from 25 to, to 45 is the defining stage, establishing a, les, a legacy on the earth through establishing a home life. Don't, don't have them develop healthy relationships. Have them be a, a maverick. Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he put his hat was his home. That mentality is destroying the identity of men today. Why? Because they are lacking definition. Between 25 and 45, you should be establishing your house, you should be establishing your home, and you should be reproducing. But if I can get you to be deprogrammed, if I can get, stunt your development, and if I can distort you from defining who you are, I can destroy your process of life. And then from 45 to 95, we are duplicating which is in embedding a core values in the next generation. But what's happening is, with, especially with um, men of African descent, African-American men, their health habits are so poor that they're dying before their 70s or in their 70s when we, really we should be living to our 120s. And then during that time, there's no really transfer of authority because they're learning how to be a man at the, at the late, at, too late in the game. They should have learned how to be a man when they were 13. And then during that, during the, uh, the the time of deprogramming and detaching from the world from 13 to 25, they're not serving the generation. They're not involving themselves. They're being distracted through procrastination, through preoccupation, and through through not having a process defined. Do you get my points tonight? I'm going to go a little bit into it next week, a little more and a little further. And um, God is calling for us to man up. And then from from 
from the last stage, the fifth stage is the deploying stage, 95 to 120, which is engaging eternity with leaving a perpetual legacy. You know, because a lot of times people have left a fortune, but they haven't left a legacy. And so the next generation really don't know what to do because there has not been no learning of the legacy. What has really been left behind? Has it been faith or has it been foolishness? Are we living long enough? Very few Christian men are living in their 90s and in their 100s because they're not taking care of their health, they're not embedding core values, um, and they have not established their homes. And if I can get you in your development, I can prevent you from understanding what it really means to be a man. So it brings us into our core discussion for tonight, and I'll I'll go through this quickly and then I'll check out the trail next week when we talk about mapping the way up because it must be understood that there's a process expected of us from God, but then we must map our way up. I like the scripture in Colossians, if you be risen with Christ, set your mind on things above, not things on earth. You will never learn how to be a man of God looking at mere men. You're going to have to learn how to go into the presence of God, and that's what we're going to talk about. The examples that God has given us in scripture, the pattern our lives after, are only three men. The first Adam, who shows us failure, Abraham, who shows us faith, and, and the last Adam, Christ Jesus, who shows us our future. And if ye be risen with Christ, set your mind on things above. If by one man's offense, death reigned to all men, by one man's act of obedience, many are made righteous and justified to reign in life through faith. So what must we do? Here's some action steps to what we can do to transform into being men of God. Number one, renew the image of the inner man. Renew the image of the inner man. Review our courses of action. Reflect on the change that is needed for the nature of Christ. And then reform our attitudes to the virtues of Christ. Secondly, we must rethink life according to Christ's predestinated path. God has given us the ability to recover the original plan for our life. He also gave us the ability to receive the word for deeper levels of comprehension, but it could only take place with concentration on the spirit of the living God. The natural man cannot obtain the things of God, neither does he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Let's go deeper by receiving the word of God at a deeper level and then releasing our lives to completely trust in the Holy Spirit. We must Renew the image of the inner man. And secondly, we must rethink life according to Christ as predestination. Thirdly, we must reform habits to the to the to um, reform our habits to that of the disciple of Christ. We got to learn the art of discipline. Discipline ourselves through our mentality. Develop a new methodology to life as as the life of Christ. And then to decide to depend completely on the Holy Spirit for daily direction and devotion. Now, I'm out of time, but I'm going to give you the last step, and then I'll check it out next week. We got to revoke mediocrity through learning the life lessons that God has intended for us to live. We have to leave a legacy. We have to lead through excellence. 
and we have to live a principled driven life. Let's focus a little bit on the last Adam. Could you imagine the weight and the responsibility that Jesus had to understand in order to walk on the earth to fulfill prophecies that were spoken of him 500 years before he existed on the earth? God had a plan in mind for him to redeem mankind through an act of obedience, one act of obedience, death on the cross. God in this time is not requiring men to be so indulged in so many platforms that they do not discover that one act of obedience that makes and breaks who they are. And perhaps if you could eradicate preoccupation and procrastination and learn the process, God can show you just like he showed Jesus what it will take to reign in life. Now, if you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't understand what it means to be a man. You don't understand. You don't understand that that what it means to be a man in today's time requires us to trust God completely, him at his word. But not only that, to trust in him with all our hearts. And lean not into our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him so that he can direct our path. I want to challenge you today as a man of God, as we prepare to celebrate fathers on Father's Day, to man up. More on the next lesson. Let's pray. Father, your word is ever-present and potent with power to transform the lives of the hearers. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You said, how can they hear without a preacher? Father, we thank you for the honor to be able to explain in today's time what it means to be a man of God. Help us not be mere words and rhetorics of religious jargons and verses found in a book of ancient truths. But let those ancients of days, the words and the insights that you have written on tablets of stone to be transformed onto tablets of, of our hearts, let it be so truthful in us that we would live what we preach, that we would let you be God all by yourself, and that we would lead and serve as the example. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the instruction and the ability and the ability to look up to the hills from which cometh our help, knowing that our help cometh from the Lord. Help every man under the sound of my voice today. Man up. In Jesus' name. Amen. I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you will do because greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. God bless you. And good night. Make sure you let the guys know that next Thursday I'll continue the series on Man Up. We're going to map the way up to the top. More on the next lesson. God bless you. And good night.